0: It's funny how a memory and a song sparks a time that your friends were alive. I was in a tool group and they were talking about how some of the tool songs are about anal sex. Although that could be everyone's interpretation or just a joke. And it made me think of my late friend, Amanda Lukasowicz. Mm. Amanda K. Lucasowitz. And she loved Tool. We would spend most of our time trying to dissect Tool songs. What is that? What is this one about? And I'll never forget, we were in the courtyard with other people and we were talking about Tool songs. And Amanda says very loudly, Oh my God, I love prison sex. And the founder of the college was there and heard us and looked at us. And she and I started hysterically laughing. Okay. So music really does bring about a vibe. Memories, like the corners of my mind. Don't worry, I won't start singing Streisand. (laughs) I respect her. Anyway, so yeah, tonight's Dr. Zeus Film Podcast is all about memories. Last night we channeled Ewan McGregor. And the memories of the '90s. The '90s were a very interesting time. I always talk about them fondly. Yes, high school sucked. Or as he said in the Rules of Attraction, it sucks cock. And it did. It sucked cock, not in a good way. Um, and then the other day, I heard a song, and it made me think of high school. I, I I've always loved Tina Turner. And I always loved that song, Steamy Windows. And I was talking about it one time, and I was listening to it, and this dude who loved country music um, says, oh, that's a country song. And I said, well, Tina Turner did it. And he said, oh, the country artist did it first. And me being smart, I said, uh, when did the country artist release this? Oh, in the 90s. I said, well, she did Steamy Windows in the 80s. Uh, that's a lie that's what he said that's what he said that's what he said so music can spark good memories and very fucked up ones so stay tuned dr zeus film podcast we're gonna have some fun remembering The 90s were a very interesting kind of time. You could stand outside of the fire while still smelling like St. Spirit, but try walking in my shoes because I've got one hand in my pocket and the other one's hailing a taxi cab. But hey, later on that day, my homie Dr. Dre came through with an ass a gang of Ganga Tangerine, some fat-ass J and some bubonic um, dank that made me choke shit. It was, a. Uh, It was an intergalactic planetary Kind of time But hey California love I ain't mad at ya How do you want it Yeah Or my favorite from that though With Tupac was you know Revenge is like the sweetest thing Next to getting pussy (laughs) And people are singing that And half of them have never had sex They don't even know what he's talking about They're just like oh you mean the box. That's if you had watched The Exorcist and the Box. Yeah. Oh my god. There were a lot of comebacks. You know, do you believe? Yeah. I love Cher. Come on. Come on. That was the comeback that she needed. She never really went away. But you know, you think about it, if I could turn back time and that's Bill Clinton's favorite song. <laughs> it was a very eclectic. Constant craving, achy, breaky heart, rebirth of the slick. But if I ever lose my faith in you, Madonna, you've got a secret. Yeah, kind of time. Was, isn't it ironic, 1979, but it's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. See, you could talk about that and just, I mean, it's, you know, don't worry. I'm not going to quote any Shania Twain. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I I mean, I could, you know. Okay. say you're Donald Trump. That don't impress me much. Yeah, she might have voted for him. But anyway, fuck her. (laughs) Let's just throw it away. Let's just keep it there. When I listen to certain records or watch movies, like we talked about Ewan McGregor and how from 94 to think about that to 99 94 shallow grave 96 uh train spotting what was the other one um and and of course oh life a life less ordinary hello 97 i love a lot i love a life less ordinary him and cameron diaz come on and then and then something happens and that gladys Knight song starts playing if i was your woman, if you were what I you were my man Yeah and, and then of course in 1999 The Phantom Menace He becomes Obi Juan Kenobi And it brings back so many memories And that's what these albums do And I was thinking about Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill I remember the first time I heard that song You ought to know I remember the first time I saw The video for Hand in My Pocket and it was so hypnotic. And I thought, whoa. And then Ironic comes out and you're like, what the fuck? She really did that to people in terms of what the, f- who the fuck is that? Everyone was saying that. Not just the teenagers, but even the adults were like, whoa, and then Courtney Love, I love what Courtney Love said about her, because you know Courtney Love, uh, oh <laughs> let let's go to that. Cause it's all about the 90s. If you were there. You had to be there. Just had to be there. It it was it was a magical time. And yeah. This really solidifies. Madonna and how her her power was starting to dwindle and who upstages her none other than Courtney Love this is this is a classic moment and I want to highlight this if we can so boldly <laughs>
1: Okay, hey, somebody told me this is the first, like, real video award you've won. Is this true? Stop. We were
2: talking. I know. Okay, here we go,
1: bud. No spot, maybe, please. Okay. Okay, so somebody told me this is the first, like, real video award you've won. That's remarkable. Is that true? I mean, you've gotten technical awards before,
2: this? it? I think I got a Vanguard award. I think I got some technical words. Yeah, this is, yeah.
1: But this is like finally the love of the crowd finally coming through. Finally
2: room. giving it up to me. What are you going to do with it? Um, I'll probably put it in a closet somewhere.
1: <laughs> 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 your best closet <laughs> I'm going to go
2: with some stuff in my apartment,
1: so. Oh, yeah,
2: It'll go in my closet of cherished things. So. <laughs> I don't you... have any of my gold records on the walls either. Really? No, it's not my style. Uh,
3: what
1: is your style? Picasso. Oh,
2: yeah. that would be very different. You
1: okay. know, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> the um, now got, You're going to go over and record the Adidas soundtrack soon. Who's right. producing it?
2: Um, who's producing the record? Mm-hmm. I guess Andrew Lloyd Webber and the director Alan Parker. Ah. So, um, We tried to get some other people involved, um, like Nellie Hoover, for instance, maybe no. David Foster, possibly Emilio Estefan and some of the Latin stuff. I think yeah. it's going to be a, a real hodgepodge hot, of hot people. Yeah.
1: You made a great point tonight. I mean, I talked to Dr. Dre before about the fact that Time Warner makes like $30 million a year off these records, and then when some politician attacks them, they don't even back up their artists. Yeah, and it's really
2: sickening,
1: I have to say. And you have have some relationship with them. Do you you have any power over these people? I mean...
2: Hey, all I can do (laughs) is, you know have meetings with Michael Hughes to give him, you know, my point of view. Yeah. I mean I I don't I am not so sensitive in any way, shape or form as you know, and I think it's um a pretty bad state of affairs when government tries to get involved with something like that. Yeah. I see so,
1: yeah. uh you have an album of, album of ballots coming out,
2: right? Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a something smoochy... to remember. Yeah.
1: <laughs> smoochy thing.
2: Something to you know what to
0: <laughs> Does this reflect the new smoochiness in your life or you,
2: you may say it's um
0: here it comes.
2: But it's um, it's also.
1: <laughs> Hi, Courtney. <laughs> That's Courtney, everybody's favorite. <laughs> come on up. <laughs> Can let it... yeah. yeah.
2: No, don't please. Come on, Courtney. Come on up. Courtney's coming
0: up. Oh, well, come up.
2: Courtney loves in, de- <laughs> in dire need of attention right now. It's, she's throwing her compact at me?
0: <laughs> That's when Madonna gets British and says dire. I'm I'm, am i Am I am I fully interrupting
1: you? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we have some questions for you. He's like a Donna Karen fan. Look, at my, I'm interrupting you. You, know, you guys are an excuse. i spicy. I don't I mean, like, you know, from... from, from I, you don't see thing, you know? No, no, no. We've no, got a few encounters. I just figured it out. you our guy there. But
2: Alana, there's some pipes. There's some
0: pipes. She mentions Alanis Morissette.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> talking to the big. Life... Yes, she's amazing.
1: I Sorry I insulted you.
2: What? Yeah, I was in Sorry. a bad mood.
1: But you said something mean about me that
3: day.
1: I'm it now. Come mean? on, let's get it all out. Have you been falling I think your you career? should
2: come in here too, Tabitha. Come so let's talk about it Can everybody in in here. Cups, uh, badly? And I was
1: you in a bad mood and. You have been mean to me that day. So, I haven't been mean to anybody.
2: Ever. Ever. Me neither. I've never been mean to person. I never punched anybody at all. Really? I never said anything bad I about never anybody. crossed the soul. Did you like
1: all
2: the time? Didn't I didn't watch. see it. I, you know what? Her, well, it's, it's I like saw the watched. rehearsal though. I we, we have we raver- had a like, we have maverick. You know? I was um yeah. dragged
1: being dragged through the labyrinth of
0: radio- Labyrinth, another British term.
1: Dennis Miller is calling it down for me and Drew. Yeah, <laughs> for me, me and Drew. His manner is right. I went his into the
2: dressing room. room and hit his blue jeans. So, <laughs> you won't I be able to find my on him. Why? Well,
1: I lived here and Oops. I, I, <laughs> I did. I did. And my friend just found sound at SNL, and I go to the green room and like stare at him. Oh, I don't know because he was funny. I like funny guys that are smart. Me too. Wanna yeah. to drink? Well, will just, we'll just all go
0: somewhere
1: and have a drink. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get into business because this rockstar thing is not working out. Well, I think it's doing all right. I mean, and you're, you're I'm you're definitely
0: serious. Internet. I'm, I'm so a- over the uh, rockstar thing.
1: But you don't even do rockstars. You like you did. Much- you don't do rockstars. Population, right? Yeah. See, it's like working in the hospital and like going out with the ambulance driver.
0: Watch what Madonna says to her. I'm gonna
1: be the top surgeon. Damn it, i want to own the hospital. So, you know, I go out with the other surgeons, they're assholes, right? So, like, maybe I should try a candy striper.
2: I think we should get out of the hospital.
1: No, man. I like it in here. Nice clothes, good money. <laughs> and a lot
2: of available to Oh, <laughs>
1: Hey, yeah, the Elvis, the Elvis doctors. Yeah, right. I know them all. Anyway, so, so I like so has got Wait, who's got better shoes? Can you guys go back. My are Mine are, are Gucci. I know they're Gucci. Right. Yes, and yours are. Those, those suck and they're un That guy, okay. that is Pita guy. They're they're not gonna like no. Really un That's really Okay, that sucks We can do leather. You cannot do fur. <laughs> Did you check those um those navy? Those navy hipsters. Well, um, are, are they good? No. Are they any good? <laughs> everything okay great. Okay. okay. Firm, cool. Thank you, Madonna. No. Thank you, Courtney. Okay. No, no, we have a oh, I can't make this here. How <laughs> would okay. I do that? Well, what would I do exactly? Really, <laughs> the I went to Superdale with Kurt, and we were leaving, and he goes, Jesus, that's you.
2: When I first <laughs> got out. Really?
1: Yeah, I think it was the line where Warren says, well, what doesn't belong on camera, right? Okay, Madonna's running <laughs> off. She's going to be going, Bye. thank you very much. No, it's not going to no, 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 I can't okay, place the pig. No, no, I mean, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm, I'm going to leave you too. Too. I ruined
0: my mat compound. Uh... Madonna runs off like a chicken. Ah! No, I don't want
1: to spin your chair. Well, it's, like a, it's like a throne. It's a throne. <laughs> <sighs> well, it's all ended well. Oh, well, Courtney, thank you. Bye-bye. I like a good intense <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Was I bumming you out? Were you guys,
0: like, talking after physics and stuff? Uh, Bye, what? Madonna. Look, did I bum you out? Are you me? Oh, God, God. Uh, uh. Well, we're here with Courtney. <laughs> Madonna just can't handle it. Remember, remember, Madonna's cutting edge, but at that moment... She she chickened out. She chickened out. That's the '90s. I'll never forget. I was I was talking about this with some coworkers about. I'll never forget that Courtney Love interview with Barbara Walters. And Courtney, first of all, I'd never seen a famous person do this in an interview. She's crying. She's got the. I'd seen them cry. Everyone knows Barbara makes them cry. And Courtney's got the tissue She stuffs it underneath the cushion And they showed that And I thought whoa You, you wouldn't see Elizabeth Taylor doing that Or you know um, Shania Twain uh, another, another Interesting thing happened In the 90's And This is why I don't have to watch the American crime story Because I lived it say One thing to the American people I want
2: you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people.
0: Thank you. Bill. Oh, Bill. I mean, we know you like saxophones and... You know, you want, you want to win the White House. We, we know what happened. We know what happened. I personally didn't care. If he got a blowjob, he got a blowjob. Lewinsky did it, and obviously she did a good job, you know. She, he, did he keep the dress or did she keep the dress? You know what he gave to her, which I always thought was really funny? He gave to her, or he gave her, gave to her. He gave her a Sarah McLaughlin CD surfacing because you know the relationship was starting to surface <laughs> as was the dress. <laughs> oh god, put that in plastic. You know what the uh, the other thing that they had to maintain was Jackie's dress from the assassination. So hopefully they never mix those up. Talk about DNA, you know. You've got JFK's and Jack, you know, Jackie's pillbox dress and or the hat too. And then M- M- Monica's dress oh my god um but yeah uh he gave her that sarah mclaughlin cd now there's a song on there called you do what you have to do that's her favorite song (laughs) <laughs> Very telling, huh? Another thing is, allegedly, she was on Larry King at the end of the year in 1999. Because she was doing all kinds of interviews, handbags, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could I could say something else with a hand. But, um, allegedly, they weren't on air. They were doing a commercial. And Larry King said to her, Is there anything about this year that you would have done differently? Differently. Well, Larry, I learned not to put things in my mouth that aren't good for me. <laughs> Allegedly she said that. That's the 90s right there. I'm not gonna talk about the craziness, the branch Davidian. Maybe we should. Maybe we should because what I'm noticing with society 20 something years later is that you almost 30 years for what happened in Texas, wait go. That you all don't learn from the past. You just don't. You keep fucking it over until it until it stabs you like a, a shark, you know? Until it eats you to pieces. You, and it feeds you that Kool-Aid, okay? That's what you You all in society just don't know how to move on. And you've got mega hats now and the praying at the polling station. And that's some that's some Kool-Aid shit. That is some David Koresh shit. That really is. You think about it, the nineties were very kind of, oh my god, it's a cult. And you would have thought from Jonestown, people would have learned their lesson. But people are very gullible. They want to follow. It is a mob rule. We had great music, we had great movies. Well, we had a few great movies. I was the IMVD was they had posted. Uh, I want to talk about this because this is some stupid ass shit. What's the best movie from 1999? Here are the options: Eyes Wide Shut, The Matrix, Fight Club, The Mummy, The Sixth Sense, Office Space, Ten Things I Hate About You. I wouldn't even put that on the list. Girl Interrupted, and Notting Hill. Really? You, you think Notting Hill is a great movie? Why? Here's my question. This is what I asked. Where's Being John Malkovich? Where's Boys Don't Cry? Where's American Beauty? Where's The Cider House Rules? And Magnolia. Okay? The 90s. Another thing in the 90s was, you had these really great independent films. Independent films that really, oh my God. Mm. Now, you know where I'm going with this. My cousin would love this. We would talk, we would sometimes quote this movie. We would quote it. Anytime you put Burt Reynolds in a really good movie and he gets nominated, and Mark Wahlberg, who didn't get nominated, uh, but he did. He should have been nominated for Best um, Prosthetic. Oh, my God. This is such a great part. I miss my two
2: sons, you know. I miss my little Andrew and, and my Dirk. You know, I always felt like Dirk was my,
1: my baby. My new baby. Don't you miss Dirk? Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> I love you girl I mean I really love
2: stupid I love you, mom. I want you to be my mom amber are you my mom? I'll
1: just oh
0: I'll, oh, they're fucking coked out okay and
1: you say yes, okay are you my mom
0: I'm gonna say something. Now, yes, Kim Basinger won the Oscar. We've all seen it. We know what happened. Okay. After watching Boogie Nights, Julianne Moore should have won the Oscar for Amber Waves of Grain. (laughs) Because those scenes, you just wait for them. You wait for them. She owned that Fucking movie Now I'm not saying that Kim Basinger Didn't and, and Kim Basinger played this Veronica Lake Lookalike and it was great And it was You know it's it was blondes Have all the fun But what about the redheads Okay What about Boogie Nights What about Julie I love Julianne Moore Come on I always felt she never got the credit that she truly deserved. She finally won the fucking Oscar for um, uh, she. um I think she was playing a woman who had um, Alzheimer's. And now I'm back and oh God, here it is. Well, as
2: you may or may not know, this is an important film for me. If it's not a hit, I'm going to get kicked out of my apartment.
0: This is a shout out to my friend Kevin because he loves cock too. Hands
2: off. It's important I get an idea of your size. No problem.
1: I think that you have the job, but why don't I make sure of something this is a giant cock. Ha ha ha
0: now in that scene, first of all, the way that um Paul Thomas Anderson um PT Anderson uh Hands, as as they're doing that scene, and, and you realize the actors that are in that scene: Mark Wahlberg, Julianne Moore, uh, Burt Reynolds, John C. Riley, William H. Macy. Okay, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and one of um, I saw him and I thought, oh man, oh man. One of uh, was he one of uh? What is it? Oh, I oh Robert Downey Jr. or a senior? Sorry, he's in it too. Heather Graham, but there was one person who was in it. Thomas Jane, yeah, 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 yeah. Bookie Nights is is just such a, it's such a moment. Such a moment. It got, you know, you got best supporting actor and actress nomination, best screenplay. Should have got a best picture nomination. Because you know everyone in Hollywood watches porn or tries to make some. Um that that was like a year after the Pam and Tommy Lee tape. And um. I don't think I've ever watched that. I don't think I have, to be honest with you. But I am tongue-tied because there was an actor in that... Was he in that... No, 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 no. Um... <laughs> Shit. Darn it. You know how when you see an actor and you're like, oh, that's the wrong name? <laughs> it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Things happen here. Okay? This actor worked with Cassavetes. And... I could be, you know, it's like that song by Pill. Public limited or or yeah, public image limited. You know, I could be wrong. I could be right. Yeah. That's such a, may the road rise with you. Yeah. It's the 90s. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Seymour Cassell. Oh, he died. Um, I know some of you are like, duh. Old well, people. Shit, he was 84. He worked with um Cassavetes. I'm trying to see, was he in Boogie nights Was he in Boogie Nights? Let's see. Come on. Cause then it's like No, he wasn't shit. Shit. Cause then the indie gods are like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. See what I mean about the 90s? It was a dial up kind of time. The 90s were that moment where, uh, I'll be very honest with you, if you wanted to download porn, it took you maybe a couple of days. Now, a photograph, yeah, that took 10 minutes. And then to print it out If you had the right kind of printer I know, I'm I'm doing a TMI and I don't care Because it's the 90s The 90s were a grunge Kind of time Although grunge It already existed Because Neil Young did it first Okay If you've ever heard the, the opening riff To Cinnamon Girl That's grungy That is before Seattle Alright yeah. The 90's in movies It was a very Houston we have a problem Yeah it, it was It was But you had these really great Filmmakers Who you know you had The Cohen brothers You had Paul Thomas Anderson You had M. Night Shyamalan. 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 Um, and then you have this, you have this movie that was just fucking genius, came out a year before Boogie Nights.
4: Mr. Lundegaard, sorry to bother you again. Can I come in? Yeah, no, I'm kind of, I'm uh, kind of busy here. I understand. I'll keep it real short then. I'm on my way out of town, but I was wondering. Do you mind if I sit down? I'm carrying a bit of a load here. No, I... Yeah, it's this vehicle I asked you about yesterday. I was just wondering. Yeah, like I told you, we haven't had any vehicles go missing. Okay. Are you sure? Because, I mean, how do you know? Because the crime I'm investigating, the perpetrators were driving a car with dealer plates, and they called someone who works here, so it'd be quite a coincidence if they weren't, you know, connected. Yeah, I see. So, how do you... Have you done any kind of inventory recently? The car's not from our lot, ma'am. But how do you know that for sure without doing a... Well, I would know. I'm the executive sales manager. Yeah, but I understand. We run a pretty tight ship here. I know, but... Well, how, how did they establish that, sir? I mean, are the cars counted daily, or what kind of a routine here? Ma'am, I answered your question. I'm sorry, sir. Ma'am, I answered your question. I answered the darn... I'm cooperating here, and there, there's no... Uh... Sir, you have no call to get snippy with me. I'm just doing my job here. I'm... I'm not uh, I'm not arguing here. I'm cooperating and and there's no we're doing all we can. Sir, can I talk to Mr. Gasterson? Yeah, we both did. She went to college, too. I went to Normandale for about a year and a half. Yeah, that's where we met. But I dropped out, though. Yeah, she dropped. Yeah. So where are your girls from? Chaska. Le sewer. But I went to high school in White Bear Lake. Go Bears. Okay. I want you to tell me what these fellas looked like. Well, the little guy, he was kind of funny looking. In what way? I don't know, just funny looking. Can you be any more specific? I couldn't really say... He wasn't circumcised. Was he funny looking apart from that? Yeah. So, you were having sex with a little fella then? Uh Uh-huh. Is there anything else you can tell me about him? No. Like I say, he was funny looking. More than most people even. What about the other fella? He was a little older. You know, he looked like the Marlboro man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But maybe I'm saying that, you know, because he smoked a lot of Marlboros. Uh huh. You know, like a subconscious type of thing. Oh yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Hey, they said they were going to the Twin Cities. Oh yeah. 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 Is that useful to you? Oh yeah, betcha. Yeah. Yeah.
3: If you record podcasts,
0: so that film, it was, you know, they they cooked up this shit that was based on a true story, and it wasn't based on a true story. But it was this dark comedy with all kinds of shit going on. Here's my favorite part.
4: So that was Mrs. Lundegaard on the floor in there. And I guess that was your accomplice in the wood chipper. And those three people in Brainerd. And for what? For a little bit of money. There's more to life than a little money, you know. Don't you know that? Here you are, and it's a beautiful day.
0: So Fargo went on to win Best Screenplay Original. And Best Actress for Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand has won th- four Oscars, three for acting. She, is, she will soon be tied with katherine Hepburn. I have a feeling. But Fargo, that's such, a, that's such a role. And even William H. Macy was nominated. And then a year later, a legendary actor whom we loved and we truly miss, finally won his Oscar and it was um, this is such a great moment and I believe it's an ad-libbed line here it is just tell him I'm sorry I had to go see about a girl well Son of a bitch, stole my line. Son of a bitch, stole my line. Robin Williams went on to win the Oscar. He'd been nominated, I think, five times and never won. And so, yeah, the 90s were a very... I'm not even going to talk about The English Patient. Oh, shit, I just did. Oh, my God, that fucking movie. Now, there was another thing that was very big in the 90s very big. And it ended 24 years ago. On NBC, it was probably you know, it it was one of the most anticipated finales. But I I thought of that character whenever I think of the English patient, I think of this.
3: Patient, it's up for all those Oscars.
2: Oh, come on, Blaine. I mean, look at the poster for sack lunch.
3: It's a family in a brown paper bag.
2: Don't you want to know how they got in there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sold
3: out. Oh, uh, two for the English patient.
2: So, do you think they got shrunk down, or is it just a giant sack? What is everyone talking about? The-
3: No, you didn't. <laughs> Lay, did you just see the English patient? Didn't you love it? No. How could you not love that movie? <laughs> How about? It? it sucked. It sucked. That may mean I would give up my firstborn for him.
0: What a sick bitch.
3: You're one <laughs> 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 for sack
2: lunch. Okay, good. Right. Yeah. Good. We just saw the English Patient again. It's
3: even better the second time.
2: They make it longer. Elaine. <laughs> uh, Elaine. This is our busy tonight.
3: But I tell you the truth, Elaine. I don't know if I can be with someone who doesn't like the English Patient.
2: It's just a stupid movie.
3: That's what I'm talking about. Oh, come on.
1: Lane. Let's go. Enjoy sack lunch. <laughs> I
2: will. My boyfriend dumped me. My friends who I don't even like, they won't talk to me, all because I don't like that stupid English patient movie. Really? I thought it was pretty good. Oh, come on. Good? What was good about it? (laughs) Those sex scenes. I mean, please, give me something I can use. (laughs) Well, I liked it. (laughs)
0: so I play that because the English patient made such a fucking stink and it really did at the Oscars you know oh will you bury me in our garden and he didn't fucking come back for her for years the fuck anyway I agree with Elaine. See, that's how I feel with Adele's 30 album. Everyone loves it. And I'm like, it sucks. And people give me shit because I don't like it. Seriously, you're going to do a song called I Drink Wine. What the fuck? I know I'm going off on a tangent, but hey, she hadn't had a hit since 21. And and don't give me the, oh, well, easy on me was such a great song. It was a divorce album. And go get a divorce. You ready to go? Yes, please,
1: please let's go. (laughs) We're in the mood for a cheeseburger. No, we gotta go to the soup place.
2: What soup place? Uh,
1: there's a soup stand. Kramer's been going there. He's always raving. I finally got a chance to go there the other day, and I tell you this: you will be stunned.
2: Stunned by soup?
1: You can't eat this soup standing up. Your knees buckle.
2: Huh?
1: (laughs) There's only one caveat. The guy who runs the place is a little temperamental, especially about the ordering procedure. He's secretly referred to as the soup Nazi. <laughs> Why, what happens if you don't order right? He yells and you don't get your soup. What? Just follow the ordering procedure and you will be fine. All right, all right, let's, let's go over that again. All right, oh. as you walk in the place, move immediately to your right. What? The main thing is to keep the line moving. All right, so you hold out your money, speak your soup in a loud, clear voice, step to the left and receive So Right. <laughs> it's very important not to embellish on your order. No extraneous comments. No questions. No compliments. Oh boy, like I'm really scared. Yeah. <laughs> Medium turkey chili. <laughs> Medium crab bisque.
3: I didn't get any bread. Just forget it. Let it go. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think you forgot my bread. Bread, two dollars extra. Two dollars. but everyone in front of me got free bread. You want bread? Yes, please. Three dollars. <laughs> no soup for you..
3: <laughs> Good afternoon.
4: One large crab bisque to go.
3: Red beautiful. You're pushing your luck, little man.
2: Sorry. Thank
3: you. Thank you.
2: Hey there. Um uh... Oh, oh, oh. One Malagatani and- um. What is that right there? Is that lima bean?
3: Yes.
1: Never been a big fan. <laughs> uh, um.
2: You know what? Does, has anyone ever told you, you look exactly like Al Pacino?
1: You know, a son of a woman.
2: Hoo-ah,
1: hoo-ah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. You know something? Nothing for
0: you! <laughs> come
1: back on the one year. For You're on deck.
3: Gila. Hey. Uh oh. What is this? You're kissing in my line? Nobody kisses in my line. I can kiss
4: anywhere.
0: Alexandra Whitworth.
4: How dare you? Come on, Jerry. We're leaving. Jerry.
0: <laughs> Do I know you? Oh shit
3: yourself from your soup. How can I tolerate any less from my
1: customer? Dispacho, por favor. Por favor? <laughs> uh,
0: I'm part Spanish. Adios, muchacho. <laughs> Please, get out! But I didn't do anything! On a Oh, shit. Best moment in the in the series.
3: <laughs> you think you can get soup? Please, you're wasting everyone's time.
2: I don't want soup. I can make my own soup. Five cups, chopped porcini mushrooms, half a cup of olive oil, three pounds celery.
1: That is my recipe for
0: a wild mushroom.
2: Yeah, that's right. I got them all. Cold
1: cucumber, corn and crab chowder, maligatonics. Maligatonics. You're through, soup Nazi. (laughs) No. (laughs)
0: That's the 90s But wait a minute There's more (sighs) When I think of the 90s And I think of this mm, This light Who recently Was assaulted You know where I'm going with this shit You know where I'm going
3: (laughs) my way here and uh i got in the elevator right i'm getting in the elevator and these two high school white boys tried to get on with me and i just dove off i'm saying y'all ain't killing me (laughs) i am scared of young white boys if you white and under 21 i'm running for the hill what the hell is wrong with these white kids shooting up the school they don't even wait till 3 o'clock either (laughs) killing people in the morning that ain't right it's like trench coat mafia no one would play with us we had no friends in the trench coat mafia hey I saw the yearbook picture it was 6 of them I ain't have six friends in high school. I don't got six friends now. She, that's three on three with a half court. What the hell is wrong with these kids? I got people telling me, come on, Chris, come up to a school, talk to the kids. I'm like, fuck the kids. Do you got a vest? Maybe I'll think about it. Everybody want to know what the kids was listening to. what what kind of music was they listening to? Or what kind of movies was they watching? Who gives a fuck what they was watching? (laughs) Whatever happened to crazy? (laughs) What happened to crazy? Well, you can't be crazy no more. Do we eliminate crazy from the dictionary? Fuck the record, fuck the movie, crazy. <laughs> when I was a kid, they used to separate the crazy kids from everybody. When I was a kid, the crazy kids went to school on a little ass bus. <laughs> they had a class at the end of the school. And they used to get out of school at 2.30. Just in case they went crazy. Crazy. They would only hurt other crazy kids. And we was all safe. We was all safe. Then the world coming to an end. Man. World coming to an end. You gonna have little white kids saying, I wanna go to a black school where it's safe. <laughs> That's right, man. And everybody talking about gun control. Gotta get rid of the guns. Fuck that. I like guns. You got a gun, you don't have to work out. <laughs> I ain't working out. I ain't jogging. You got pets, I got pets. Fuck that shit. You don't need no gun control. You know what you need? We need some bullet control. <laughs> we need to make We need to control the bullets. That's right. I think all bullets should cost five thousand dollars. $5,000 for a bullet. You know why? Because if a bullet costs $5,000, there'll be no more innocent bystanders. Yeah. The end. The end. Every time somebody gets shot, you be like, Dad, he must have did something. Should they put $50,000 worth of bullets in his ass? <laughs> And people are think before they kill somebody if a bullet cost $5,000, man, I would blow your fucking head off if I could afford it. I'm going to get me another job, I'm going to start saving some money, and you a dead man. You better hope I can't get no bullets on layaway. So even if you get shot by a straight bullet... You won't have to go to no doctor to get it taken out. Whoever shot you, will take their bullet back. I believe you got my property. It's right, man. See, everybody, everybody blames the kids as fucking crazy. And everybody wanna be mad at the kids for shooting up the school. What about the parents? The parents. The parents is really fucked up, man. The damn parents need
0: to go to jail for some of this constructive shit, man. Get all- <laughs> <laughs> That's the 90s. That is if if I mean let's let's just pretend this is a film right now. It's the Doctor Zeus Film podcast. Of course, we would have Chris Rock narrate it. Because Chris Rock has been through a lot of shit. Uh, when he was a kid in the 90s and now in 2022 after getting slapped by Will Smith. And we always begin, I think, and end with Chris Rock because the humor. He basically is an amalgamation of George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Paul Mooney, uh, Red Fox. It's it's all in there. It's that observational Humor. He's talking about how a bullet should cost five thousand dollars. That's really how he would solve uh, gun control. Okay. So we've gone down memory lane here. I once got in trouble. I think I've talked about this. I was getting bullied in drama class, and this kid called me the uh, called me a faggot. And I said, "Go get your fucking salad toss. And because I'd watched Chris Rock, you know, and Chris Rock was teaching me new words. (laughs) And the guy's like, what, motherfucker? And he smacked me in the head. And I think I picked up a chair as a barricade and he took it to the principal as evidence. And the principal was like, oh, just watch your mouth. That was it. That was it. He didn't ask, where did you hear someone getting their salad tossed? (sighs) It was the 90s. It really was. Yeah. So as always, unpleasant dreams, go get your salad tossed.